This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, y'all. So I am uh, sitting here with Dr. K, who is someone that has been like God and the universe and the creator of the universe and all the so many people of the universe has pushed us to get together to discuss some breaking normal health topics. And what better time than the, I think it's the day after the first national emergency has been declared on the United States since I've lived here. And it's been pretty fascinating because I had this weird feeling about March 13th leading up to March 13th. I'm like, what is March 13th about? And I found out. And what this is doing for me, and as you tune into this interview with Dr. K, maybe your take-home protocol will be the same, and it is to tune out the static and tune into the frequency and the space between my heart, listen intently, listen carefully, and take massive aligned action now. And this is not a drill. This is a call to arms. This is not to perpetuate any panic or hysteria, but it's to uh, perpetuate the reality check that this is life. Like I've hosted so many retreats and one of the most common like frustrating memes that has popped up during these retreats is like, well, when I go back to real life, what the heavens, this is real life. What's happening right now is real life. And I would encourage everyone listening to this to not just follow what we're saying blindly, but let it be a call to heart, a call to arms for you to tap into your warrior heart. And if you know how to bring love, light, clarity into culture, it's probably time to step up right now. And what that looks like for me, um, this I am in the midst of a really deep tribal council between some key allies and friends that have land with spring water, well water, animals to farm, to hunt, to trap, food and fruits and vegetables to forage, and basically to procure a sovereignty syllabus for situations such as this. Like, is this the beginning of something that's going to happen more often? Um, because really what this C word to me is, it's basically pricking a hole in the matrix. Um, and Babylon is falling and the matrix is crumbling. And if you feel like the best thing for you to do is to stay in your room and meditate, if that's really your calling, do it. But if your calling is more of a calling to serving the people and serving ourselves right now, and this, this idea has been on my heart for so long, to come up with the, to refine the skills that it takes for me to provide for my family, my tribe, myself, people they're in my life, regardless of any systems that might be breaking down. Like, what if money, transportation, grocery stores, gas stations, etc., keep closing down at a faster rate? Uh, I'm. I want to be like so prepared for that, and I am. I am equipped for that, and I am ready for that. And so are you. We all are. Um, it's a matter right now of getting really clear to what you, where your heart and your soul wants to take you. And it looks like that's going to be taking Davina, myself, and Oriah to this ranch or start heading there as soon as tomorrow. Because as many of y'all may know, I have my hunting retreat, which is crazy that we planned this before this happened um, on April 21st right outside of Austin. And since people, you know, some people have already booked, um, I'm not sure if they're going to come based on the flight situation. 
But I'm going to go ahead and put myself outside. I'm going to kind of slow down from the chaos of the city, go breathe some fresh air on hundreds of acres of land, show my, expose my daughter to this type of lifestyle rather than being locked in a room, staring at a screen, hiding from people. Um, if you re and long story short, if you really feel the call, especially after listening to what Dr. K has to say about this situation, and you might want to get involved, uh, email me ASAP, daniel at breakingnormal.com. Send me an email. Maybe you want to sub subject it, the sovereignty sil syllabus, and um, maybe you want to join us out there. I mean, it will be an interesting way, like triaging and prioritizing and finding out the resonance of the people that we want to do this with. But right now, we already have a key team. And this is something that we want to make replicatable and understandable for people around the world so they can not only be prepared for situations like this, but also to unlock our true nature. Because it's becoming very clear that the illusion of reality is popped. Also, I'd love to hear from you about what you think about this podcast. Give it a share if you care. I think this is one of the most – I've had so many conversations about what's going on in the world right now, and this has been probably – this podcast interview with Dr. K has arguably been the most impactful, the most important, and the most synergistic for me doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do regardless of the chaos around me. So if you're feeling centered and contributing to this cause, email me. And regardless, I want to know what you feel – coherent what cause you feel coherent with after listening to it so send me a, a instagram message or an email or put it on the itunes review because i'm curious i'm curious what people centered people are doing right now and this is where my centering is taking me it's taking me outside in nature away from crumbling cities um and who knows maybe i'll be out there in a week from now everything will be settled down and it'll be like wow that was weird or maybe i'll be that a week more prepared for if things get more intense and uh, yeah we anticipate having kids animals and some adults as of now that are teaming up on this procuration of the syllabus uh, for serving self-sovereignty in the world and i am putting the call out there once again this is not a drill this is real life and this is what's really happening and rather than being reactionary from a place of fear i think it's time to choose from a place of love and faith and realize like yes the side effect of life for everyone that's ever lived at least in the human form seems to be death so i think a lot more people are facing that reality of the circle of life and rebirth and death and because our culture is going through a rebirth right now i don't think it's a death i don't think it's an armageddon but maybe armageddon and ascension happen simultaneously and it's a matter of choice which life has always been Life to me seems most to be mostly to be synonymous with the word choice. So right now it's more important to choose love, to choose faith, to choose courage, and to choose to listen to the infinite wisdom of your heart and take massive aligned action on that right now. And you don't have to take my word for it. Maybe Dr. K can convince you. All right. Keep breaking normal, y'all. Much love. Feel free to reach out. I know. I know these times are times when... It's very important to support each other, whether that's virtually from our rooms or around the fire in Texas. And um, remember that a happiness shared is a happiness doubled, and a sorrow shared is a sorrow halved. So it's a time to lean on each other. And you can lean on me, whether it's a conversation or a perspective or just saying hi with your heart right now because I think I feel it.
Much love, y'all. Peace in. All right, guys. Another fireside chat here. This time um, in a very breaking normal day here in Boulder, Colorado with uh, my friend, Dr. Kieran, also known as Dr. K. And that is, I was I was going to start asking all of these questions. I've, I've been asking him so many questions before we put the headsets on. And I'm like, I got to just put these on right now. Um, doctor, is like a naturopathic doctor? Am I understanding that uh, correctly? Well, or? my background as chiropractic, functional neurology, functional medicine, applied kinesiology, those kinds of things. Okay. All the ologies. All the ologies. Awesome. And I, one thing that I, because yesterday, I guess we had a national emergency declared, which I'm not sure the last time that's happened, but I don't think I was alive when that happened. So, yes, culturally, there is some chaos seemingly to be in the air. And, uh, however, up here on uh, Dr. K's kind of mountain retreat, it's really still and really peaceful. And then you, when I talked to you just recently, you told me you drove down to Boulder and you were, like just sat there and felt the panic or felt the fear. What, what, what were you referring to there? Well, I mean – I'll I'll step back just a little bit. I I um I've spent a lot of time doing a lot of inner work and listening and doing a lot of inner listening and one of the reasons I live out here bec- is because it helps keep me centered. And the real work is to do and be and hold the centeredness in the world and in the city. But it's so much um you know, listening and and we can develop our empathic skills essentially. And so we can begin to feel more what, you know, someone like Terrence McKenna would call direct felt experience. And when you start to be able to really trust and feel direct felt experience, um, so much can show up. And so coming down the mountain into the city, I started to really feel it. And I hadn't really watched television because I don't own one. I didn't listen to the media or any of these things. Uh, listen to the radio. I just figured it was another, you know, just a little scare that Fox News does or something like that. Uh, and I could just tangibly feel it before I even got out of my car. And I think that's available to all of us to be able to feel more. But with co- feeling more, sometimes comes feeling more of what's going on in the population of the world. But I think it's also a responsibility for us to be able to feel and move through and actually transmit the, uh, transmute this kind of energy. Because, um, you know, they say an apple spoils a bunch, you know, but but also uh, if you walk into a room and you're a shining light, it impacts the whole room. And so the idea is that let's bring this light into the world versus, you know, and being aware of the um, of the pain and the and the frustration of what's going on um, is the beginning. It's awareness. And then from that, we can make more conscientious decisions. And for the the current C word that is floating around, allegedly, especially on the media, and seemingly people know people there being impacted by it, what is your, especially not maybe being too biased by the media, what is that, what does the coronavirus mean to you on a personal level, and from what do you think it means to us as a whole, as humanity? Well... I like to look at the earth as uh, like a living being, like a mother. And um, she has kidneys. She has rivers and tributaries that are the arteries and the veins. She has the organ systems of it. You know, she's got uh, her lungs, which is the trees. And if a patient was laying in front of me, like in practice, I saw over 40,000 patient visits. And it was a very busy, successful practice. 
I loved it. People came to me for very difficult things uh, that other doctors typically couldn't solve. They didn't spend the time. And so we would spend the time and go really deep onto every level of their life to help them, uh, you know, un, you know, toss this massive ball of um, string. You know, that's a mess when you're trying to see doctors. And so when I was... Um, when I was in there, I would see people on the table and they're struggling and they're feeling disempowered and they're feeling unhappy. And, um, but they're having autoimmune disease and they're having adrenal issues and they're having endocrine issues. All of these kinds of issues are caused so much by our consciousness state. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's just an interesting thing. I realize what we really need to need to go and, and um, go back and really look at the core of these things. So remind me of your question again, just so I'm a little more clear. What does the coronavirus mean to you and the world? Well, the reason I say that is because we have a patient laying on the table and someone who's really sick and who's really struggling. And um, this is the moment where the patient starts to really look at it. And this, I just want to say that this so much to me is a virus of fear. It feels very much like that. Regardless of the statistics, regardless of, you know, this is the death count or this is what you can do, these are the immune system supplements you can take, that there is a massive wave of fear. And the coronavirus is just like an avatar, you know. It's just a representation. It could have been anything. But it's a moment for humanity to really look at where we are and where we're going. We need to really take out our map, look at our compass and say, are these things necessary or do I need to do this thing that's going to create more pollution or am I willing to hold back myself, my mission and my, um, my calling to stay small? I mean, that's what the coronavirus means to me. The way I look at it as a, a sick person, you know, I think I was, I got distracted in my own mind for a moment, but you know, the earth has all its organ systems, just like the human. And when they get sick, you know, when a person gets sick, um, or their immune system gets low, they'll start to express a herpes virus. They get a cold sore or they get, oh, they get, I get the cold all the time or the flu all the time. Well, if you look at the earth as a human body right now, you would say, wow, if it's a human body, it's, it would be sick. It's, it's immune systems low. And we'd say, well, why, why is the immune system be, be low as a, as a practitioner, the way I practice? And, um, well, you know, it's being exposed to a lot of chemicals and, and xenohormones and um, very, very stressed consciousness states, constantly stressed, you know, and, and always in sympathetic override and tone. And so we're running and running and running always. And so our, we're tired. And honestly, the human body would be a bit scared. But here's the opportunity. In an event like that, uh, it's there's an epigenetic spark and the opportunity is that people step forward and step up so what does that look like practically it's like well if you are passionate about the whales if you're passionate about mother earth or art or educating children step up and shine your light because i always like to look back and take it out of the thing that we're in but from coronavirus you know as a body you'd say wow this really needs this really needs to be looked at. We need to change it up. And so, and if so, this epigenetic spark can create an immune system reaction where white blood cells are now created to go and um, deal with or phagocytize these infectious things. Meaning, we who are listening to our hearts, who have experienced the magic, 
who have passion and dreams and hopes and even if it's just betterment or desire for the help for our future generations and our children we need to take burning man out of the desert you know we need to bring it into our hearts and it's time and we don't need to be rushed or scared we need to be confident and we need to allow this corona thing or any of the things there's many things to be the epigenetic spark for us to finally take action yeah it's fun to answer Epigenetic spark. I don't know if I've heard that terminology much before tonight, and I love it. Really? What is the, some of the most common epigenetic sparks for people, for literal people, that have been laying on the table of those 40,000-plus visits? Cool. All right. I love this question. So, well, usually when if you haven't heard of an epigenetic spark, um, you know, or what's ca what they call in the genomics testing world is a single nucleotide polymorphism. But it's basically where the DNA gets SNPs uh, in it. Um, that's what the single nucleotide word comes from. Where it, it um, causes a teratogenesis or a break or uh, you know a fracture in the amino acid base life form aspect of it to cause a disruption in it. And so usually when you hear about it, you're like, oh, my kid has a SNP or a, you know this issue. Um, and it caused this issue with methylation or now my kid is autistic or I can't, uh, my pancreas doesn't work so well or I have a SNP and therefore I have autoimmune disease. So it's usually used in the medical world as a negative connotation. But um, the epigenetic spark is I was exposed to a metal, a chemical, a hormone, an infection, a trauma. That's the epigenetic thing that goes ding and hits the, the mouse trap, you know, and the whole thing goes off like dominoes, you know. Um, so, but when I say epigenetic spark, this way, like I always like to take it to the high level. Like we all know out there, there's a lot of heaviness. There's a lot of darkness where we could talk about that all day long. And I have, and it's an interest and a passion to me because I love life and I love nature, but let's focus on what we can do to actually change and bring it into our lives and up level the world. Cause we really don't have time to just bullshit anymore is the way I kind of feel. So the epigenetic spark for someone, geez, I, th I think of a client of mine who I love m more than life. She's such a dear friend, and I met her in Guatemala. And But she has this amazing story where uh, she was raised in a Viet Cong internment um, in like a prison camp. And um, her eyes bounce when she speaks to you. And because her eye, her uh, she didn't get enough nutrition or oxygen into her brain when she was in this Viet Cong uh, internment prison camp. And um, she was born this way. And then they actually escaped the Viet Cong and um, were on ships on the way to America. And they were actually, um, they, they, I think they took all the, the women and children off and they, they drug the boats underwater, right? These are terrible things, you know. Terrible things happen to people all the time. It's, after seeing 40,000 patient visits, I can tell you, everybody on the highway, that guy flicking you off, all that, you know, people yelling at you. It's be there's so much pain that's happened in the world, and those are epigenetic sparks. So for her, this moment, or later being run over by an 18-wheeler, this is one of the most, I call her Wolverina, one of the most interesting humans on the planet. The epigenetic spark for her is to travel the world, do a tremendous amount of inner work and healing with the amazing tribe that a lot of us listening are, probably know what we're talking about, and 
then to come back into the world and to uplift humanity by giving her gift and what she feels called to do. So um, that's a really long answer for what an epigenetic spark is, but I use it as that thing in your life that you say, you know what, no more. You know, I'm going in this direction because either my family needs it or I need it or humanity needs it. I'm saying on a soul level, like a, like a calling, like let it slap you across the face and say, wake up in the dream and um, you're here for something. And if not, even if that's not true, you're here for something. What's really cool to think is it's a hell of a lot more fun way to show up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like a few things are coming to mind. This phrase that like the secret of living is giving. The secret of living is giving. So I'm thinking like what's my most valuable gift? How can I gift that to the most amount of people possible? Or, or the best way. How can I gift that in the best way possible? And I agree. That to me seems like a great treasure map for life to do that. But then a lot of people get distracted by things like money, time, and space. <laughs> money, time, and space. I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> Please tell me. So when I, I was in practice, I was a kid like all of us. And um, when it, I had dreams and stuff. And I went through my own life stuff. And I got sick. And so I was on a quest to find myself to get better. And I went to all these doctors. And I was death, deathly ill and was in bed for two years and anxiety disorders. And um, I finally decided, well, I'm going to move towards what I want. And what I want is to, it, this man changed my life in a f within a couple of weeks of struggling with severe anxiety disorders, severe health issues, chronic fatigue, chronic um, fibromyalgia, were, you know, all, all this stuff. And um, I went on and did that for years, and it was my total fuck yes. And then I got to the top of my field, and I was like, I'm kind of bored. Actually, I'm burned out. You know what? I actually went and healed myself and then had a desire to go off and heal other people. So many of us do, by the way, that we don't fully heal or fill our cup. And I never filled my cup. And so I was trying to get love somehow through my practice. Like some people try to get love through being an artist or an actor or, you know, film person or whatever the thing. And I finally said, fuck this. You know, my mom had died and I realized, you know, 150,000 people die on this earth every single day. And I don't say that in a heavy, sad way. I say that in a empowering, like freeing way. If you know that 150,000 people die on this earth every day and no matter what, you're not making it out alive. You know, you come here, you're not, it's 100% fatal birth, you know. And if we're not going to make it out alive, then that really frees us up. So then you get to listen to the space that beats my heart. And like I was talking on another video I did this afternoon, the space that beats my heart is the same space that beats all of the billions of different creatures' hearts on this planet and our friends and our children and our grandparents. And it's also the same space, you know, 100,000 times today your heart will beat. 23,000 um, breaths a day your lungs will take. Um, you will filtrate your kidneys and your liver, and you'll be constantly um, shifting and changing. Your body is made of 50 trillion cells. Each cell has 1.4 volts that it produces, right? That's the science of it. Look this up. And in that, in the equation, that means that you are producing 700 million of volts of potential energy that if you utilize, you can tap into. 
And, you know, for those of us listening probably to a podcast like this, we're probably listening to somebody like Joe Dispenza. And he's so brilliantly eloquent the way he speaks. And he comes from my background. He's a chiropractic uh, doctor. He's a, he's a functional neurology-based doctor. He's very brain-based, very brilliant. And, um, you know, it's uh, being aware that all of this is possible. So I kind of trailed off there. Yeah, I, I I can I'm enjoying the trails so far. I enjoy the trails. But you mentioned the space. Mm-hmm. The space. What space? What space? What's well, we're talking the space. space like where the that beats the heart of these billions exactly. of entities. Yeah, yeah. So um, I love I love fireside chats because you can just get lost in the conversation. I really love that. Actually, it's kind of an art form. It's like a good glass of wine or something. But the space, truly, but the space that beats the heart, you know, like if you recognize that people are coming and going every day in this university of uh, earth, you know, and we're here to learn things or we're not uh, here to learn things, um, that space, it's, it's kind of like the concept Alan Watts would talk about. I don't know what philosopher it comes through, but it's like the concept of there's a central light. And from that central light, there is kind of a sphere, and then you poke holes into it. Well, we would be the apertures or the holes within, within, the, within the light. And so we could put all types of different lenses over it, right? Rose-colored glasses, yellow. We could put religion over it or trauma or experience, and it creates your own unique kind of signature. And so when I say the space that beats your heart, it's like that central space before philosophy, story, dogma, you know, hand-me-downs, uh, religion, that's a big one. Before that got in the way, there's just a simple human connectedness to this earth. And we've lost a lot of that, unfortunately. And that is what I feel the biggest sickness on this planet is. The number one cause of death is birth, right? But the biggest sickness is a disconnection from power and a disconnection from our our owning of our power, you know, like hundreds of thousands of generations before us, we're not talking about an American Indians. Like we're talking, that's like one or two generations, like, and then beyond to older than that. But we're talking about hundreds of thousands of generations of people that were connected to the earth. And, and because of that, they understood, they didn't know that they were the archetype like Joseph Campbell or um, Carl Jung studied, but they were living the archetype of the warrior, the mother, the king, the shaman. So everyone kind of had a part in a place. And today amidst the digital world, so many people feel disconnected. And we need to remember that there is a space that we can connect to and that we come from. I mean, I think everyone kind of innately knows that. It's almost like a we're like a television receiving a signal. It's like you could turn me off or you off, and but the signal's still there, you know. So, so we want to let our signal most clearly come through us. So where's the block? So the work I do with functional neurology, functional medicine, applied kinesiology, and all these ology things, and um, is to help people get into the deepest states of their power. Because honestly, I don't want to stand at the end of the river anymore and clean up the mess of these children with autism, children that have been co- brought into me, whether you believe one way or the other, I'm, I'm unattached to it. But after very immediately after a vaccination, unfortunately, the child was like totally paralyzed like water. He was like liquid, you know? And I was like, wow, you know, like, there's a lot of powerful people in black suits and there's people out there marching and you have your for and you have your against opinions. 
I know that everyone ultimately, you know, the average 99% of the population want the best for humanity. Nobody really knows the answers, and so, uh, but we also have to really be thinking more intelligently about our actions and, um, and really bring our magic right now into the world. You know, it's just time. We can't keep... Bring your magic into the world right now with mm -hmm. Dr. K. That yeah. sounds like a good title of this expression so thus far. Oh, I love it. Hey. I love that. And then that brings like it's it brings a mystery and a fun element to it. Um I think some people could forget how the power of play and the fulfillment of fun in times like this. Oh yeah. We're not getting out of here alive anyway. You know, I had this really wonderful I had this wonderful um conversation with this Sicilian woman, this big woman in the grocery line yesterday and I was joking and I'd taken a photo and put it up on Facebook about how like all the pasta, all the dried goods and beans and rice here in Boulder were gone, but what was left was brown rice pasta. And it was like, you know, the 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 people have spoken, Boulder. But even in Boulder, you know, you, you I actually bought the brown rice pasta very happily, you know, gluten-free stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a, it's a funny thing like um, you know you recognize in the line I was talking to this Sicilian woman and she was just laughing about what would I do you know like my, my family would roll over in their grave this brown rice pasta and and low fat or fat free uh, dairy creamer and she's like I'll waste away it was just there's a, there's a there's a humor to it but I think people are also alarmed it's obvious they're alarmed well, okay, so uh, real quickly, what's more pure than play? Jeez, I don't, I don't know. I mean, either. Because, <laughs> I mean, what, what is play? Play is just a surrender to, like, what wants to come forth, and that's who you are. That's why I dig play. That's, I mean, that's cool. And on the playing factor, we're, the mountains cleared up real quickly, like a moment ago. They're getting a little bit more foggy than they were, like, 15 minutes ago. But oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they're so beautiful here. Uh, have you? What do you think about that? All right, so I am going to confess to you right now that it's come up too much. Like, when you said something that popped, like the fire popped, mm. and I'm like, am I just making that up? Mm. But last night, for instance, I had a popping moment mm. and a freaking balloon popped in my room like the, uh, balloons never popped like in my yeah and then i was t and when the, uh, the person i was with i told that person i was like this is stuff happens like i remember being in costa rica and that was like in my most like one of my most powerful moments of transmission and the lights went out mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and i'm curious like i'm in the, oh, the weather clearing man, like, i love this conversation and it feels so it actually feels like therapy to sit here with you this is cool because um, I imagine a lot of us listening to this are, you know, there's a certain audience that comes with a conversation. And f for me, that conversation comes from a lot of travel. And after I got to the top of my career, I burned out and I went and traveled. And I started to say, what happens if I just listen to my intuition? Really, that was my, that's been my whole creed for the last four years. What happens if I only listen to the heart? It's what I call the heart-led path. And it, that is not a wimpy path. That's a, it's a terrifying path. It's a path of listening like a warrior to no matter what, standing there, moving forward to what you feel is you are called to do to bring whatever your magic is here on this planet. I think it's so vital. And, and our community has been separated from that because we separated from our water supply, our food, 
our community went into technology and it's all you know I don't know whether it's malevolently or devised who knows but it's happened and you can feel it I mean if you're if you're even 40 you know you can maybe remember the days of sitting on the porch with your mother and father or grandmother churning ice cream and it was just you'd look up at the big bright stars at night it was very simple and so um, when I went and traveled, I wanted to listen to my heart. Well, very quickly, sitting in nature, I'm always in nature. I went to 20 countries, backpack straight through. It was freaking epic. Very few people are that able to be that free. I realized what a gift, and it, and it was something I needed to do on my own spiritual journey. So I feel like I could bring something back, you know, like the hero's journey. The idea is to bring back the gift that somebody can hear and, and be of value to. So, um, the, the fact was, is that I went to listen. And so in listening, you start to realize when you slow down and get on the more natural side of things and that more alpha, alpha resonance, the Schumann resonance of the earth, which is the, the frequency that allows you to be in that meditative state in your body when you sit and get quiet, right? That's the alpha theta Schumann resonance kind of vibe. You're in parasympathetic tone. What happens is you're able to notice that, oh, wow, this hawk flew over right over my head, right at the thing. But if you were to do that and have a hawk fly over in a downtown, uh, downtown Manhattan you know, s s intersection with taxi cabs and, and people asking for money and McDonald's pumping their french fries at you, the sensory overload um, somehow separates you from the magic of that moment. And so I feel like w when you talk about this, it's about being present with the environment because it also happens in the city. It also happens with the story you told me earlier. It also happens with numbers. It also happens with a silly parking space or the check that shows up or the child that dies. Like all of it is a perfect thing. And it's a consciousness state of the awareness to be able to look at that. And I think it's that's a gift that we need to be bringing into the world today because we're very much in our minds and in that we get separated and we get distracted and therefore we're not in connection with the environment where we notice wow this pine cone dropped literally on the center of my head at the exact moment I had the idea and you'd say oh well shit happens you know the bird just poops on your shoulder well does it you know how far down the rabbit hole do we all want to go but I can say safely that I know exactly what you're talking about because I can feel the timing and synchronicity of, of nature and all of you should too and I feel like what I was bringing up about American Indians or ancestry or the hundreds of thousands of generations before us because there's been a hundred and eight billion a uh, hundred and eight billion people that have lived and died on this planet Did you know that I am so happy you told me that because I've been very curious about that 108 number. billion I've as far as they can count Wikipedia okay I've yeah, been wondering about the that number, number. okay I like weird stuff like that. And I think I like it because it gave me an excuse to say, fuck it, I'm going for my dreams. I'm going to, like, break normal. I'm going to break that. I had everything I wanted. I had the car, the beautiful girl. And I'm saying this not for me. I'm saying this for you. You've got the things that you want. you got the things that you don't want. And um, you're making excuses to live a life that only you can live, to bring a magic that only you can bring, and it's time we bring our wizard. It's time we recognize that we are connected to our bodies. It's time that we are recognize that we are connected to one another and we are infinitely connected to nature. And the timing of all of it 
is a sort of a pat on the back from the universe to say, hey, man, you can trust this. So that was the that was the route that I went on, started to travel, started to sit on what I would call sacred land, battlefields, ancient 6,000-year-old graveyards in, in Ireland, these towers in Ireland, and this place called Snifelsness in uh, Iceland. Just beautiful places and sitting and listening. And listening because, honestly, I never took a seminar. Unfortunately, I did not have a mother-father from the 80s, you know, feeding us nacho, cheese, shit, and food to buy our love. God bless their hearts. And, um, you know, uh, they didn't. we didn't have this conversation. So what I was wanting to experiment, you know, Terrence McKenna talks about direct felt experience, um, which I love Terrence McKenna. And it's not about the psychedelics. I actually don't take them that often. Have I done them? I think they're one of the most powerful consciousness medicines available on planet today. And I, by the way, have always been, um, you know, growing always until men in little tiny black suits said that isn't okay. And we're going to, you know, keep ourselves in this certain area of the playpen of consciousness um, by saying these things are, uh, that are the uh, human experience, uh, you know, it's, it's, as, it's as sacred as having your first love or um, planting a garden or having a child. Um, the ability, it's not even about the psychoactive substance, it's about the ability to connect with you. Something deeper, something before religion, dogma, and philosophy, but something that flows through all of us. That's such a blessing if, that if we can ride and we can say, fuck my fears, all of this doesn't matter. In a generation, no one even is going to remember my name. So we can show up as warriors like the warriors did when they went to battle. They would have a sword and they would have a shield. And on their shield, it had all their greatest fears, all the things they were worried about. So that when they stood before their enemy, they would die knowing that I've been seen completely. I can be a warrior. And that's the thing we've disconnected ourselves from. We need to reconnect to. Hmm. Wow. Uh, 30 minutes in. Yeah, boy, we hadn't gotten anywhere yet. We're just kind of bullshitting. (laughs) 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 That went quick. Uh, Real quickly, uh, Terrence McKenna lived, laughed, loved, and got high here. Was a sign in front of this place when I was in a total warrior mode, and you know what? I can so relate to what you're saying about. I'm not sure. I, I don't know how to recommend what I have experienced. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like I'm not sure. I, I I've had people that went on me for some trips. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I don't think this is for everyone. Maybe not for anyone except me. Mm. And one of those paths was when I moved into my dream home on this the closest street to the ocean in Lucadia, California. <laughs> and my some of my best friends wanted to move in. Like and right when they when they and they love Terrence McKenna. <laughs> they love fun guys <laughs> and all this crazy stuff. They're the Mystic Misfits. I'm not sure if you know Jordan Ryan Bowditch or Kevin Oros. I don't know. Shout out. They've all been on the podcast. Oh, cool. Jordan has been twice. Oh, very cool. So right when they put that out there, all of a sudden I walk by the sign and it says that Terrence McKenna loved, lived, laughed, and got high here. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And, I, and then there was a for rent sign. And this this street where I'm living at, there is not. That's how you get it. You walk by a for rent sign and then you make a connection with the owner. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just too much chaos. Mm-hmm. So I called them immediately. 
Sure enough, I got rented out, and I was like, what? I was like, yeah. I knew that was for y'all. A few days later, next-door neighbor goes to jail. House goes up on the market, and they move oh, into that house man. right next door oh, to us. Oh, that's crazy. And Jordan has the same birthday as my daughter. Mm-hmm. So my daughter was born on Jordan's birthday. I used to have a breaking normal cool bus. It, on, for whatever reason, it had the number 47 printed on top. That's my daughter's and Jordan's birthday, 47. Mm-hmm. Jordan bought that bus for me. That's crazy. What are the What are the odds? Well, I just look at that honestly. When you when you mentioned us in connection to nature, that to me is like a subtle knock of the universe saying, "Hey, man, like, take notice of this." I don't know what that's about, but in some way, you know, you hear Elon Musk and his scientists say that base state reality is very unlikely. Like, this is not base state reality. Have you heard him talk about this? It's one in billions of odds. <laughs> Not explicitly as much as I think you have, but for some reason I think I could relate. Maybe you heard a little blurb. Well, the idea is that there's something going on here, man. <laughs> you know, like we don't really know, but something's happening. Like the timing of this and the and the you know, and it's like it's like if you really recognize, if you really take a moment, it's really magical. We it's step out of your thoughts, your philosophies, your ideas, your beliefs for just a moment and recognize we really don't know. And that's really fascinating, you know. We want to think that we know about religion. It makes us feel really good. I used to be very religious, you know. It made me feel really good and really powerful. Um, or um, I used to be really into heavy metal and dark metal because I was very, very depressed as a young child and had a lot of trauma. And that made me feel really good, too. It made me feel more safe. It made me feel like I knew, you know, or I could just fuck it all, just crush everybody, which is just a fear of even being seen and all this stuff. But we do things, religion, money, um, business, um, conquest, um uh, being with women or men, partners, you know, all of it, power for this to fill this empty well. And, you know, when when Terrence McKenna talks about direct felt experience, he's he's often, you know, when you hear him, you're hearing it through the vector of psychedelics. But it but for me, direct felt experience, you can get it right here, right now. And that's what I've been training and trying to up level and um, break the norm of the five senses in my life, I kind of said, you know what, if 150,000 people die today and there's 30,000 kids that are going to die today just from starvation alone, depending on the day, that's the statistic. It's crazy. It's like, fuck it. I'll just say, I'm going to let go of this practice. I'm going to let go of the sexy car. I'm going to let go of, you know, let go of what you've got in your life and go for what your heart calls you. See where it takes you. Because it's going to take you to magical places. I met the most magical people. And what it does is it fills your cup. But it's not the linear mind path, um, which says you must go to school. You must study these things. You must become a doctor to show that you've got value. You must write a book to show your worth. You must create this many followers on a podcast. And you must get these many accolades as a doctor. Because I'll tell you, I know some of the most magical, successful and even powerful people on this planet. And here we are, we have medical doctors and billionaires that I've worked on um, and babies and normal people and myself, you know. Um, But they they all often at the very top notice that they struggle with it's not enough, which is a consciousness state of I'm not loved. I'm not full yet. I'm not arrived. I'm not there. I'm a disappointment, I let my father down, whatever the story. 
And so when I say direct felt experience, I'm talking about allowing ourselves to really feel what's there and present for the purpose of learning and gaining knowledge and wisdom, not from someone else or a guru. We're advanced from that state, thank goodness, in humanity. But to listen from ourselves. And what does this do? This is a vaccination, inoculation of you from the epigenetic spark of your, spark of your shitty life to actually say, wow, this is calling forth my power. But people are very disempowered right now. That We've been feeling, feeding them soylent green, you know, and giving them water that's really chemicalized and estrogenized. And one in two people are being diagnosed with cancer right now. And um, it was in, what, 76, one in less than 20,000 kids were diagnosed with autism. And now in 2016, 2018 statistics, like old, is one in less than 36. So... We don't got time to shit around with it. Let's go for it. And let's have fun with it and be easy on you. And just let your beauty unfold and break the normal of what you think is possible. Because this stuff gets weird. A lot of my ability to trust my direct felt experience um, is um, its weird. It's unfolding for me. I never had a seminar or a fa this is where I was on the rabbit trail lost it. I didn't have a family that had that awareness. And uh, we need to breed it. We need to bring that into the world. I think it's a responsibility, just like it was in the old days. When you say it's weird, I have a question for you. Uh, <laughs> You're in the weird right now. Right? Have you ever like had a syn like a synchronicity that felt like I'm supposed to do the opposite of that? That that like this is like we're having. I've recently gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't know if this is a synchronicity for me to follow or rebel against. Hmm. Well, what I would say to that is I don't have an answer, but I would look at should I rebel or should I um, go with it? I would say submit to the magic of it. I feel like that's like a thing where you're almost not fully like – is this even real? Like what the, there's a level of, this is, by the way, I know this because I've had this. I don't, I don't know if this is what's going on for you, but for me, I've had a lot of like my biggest lesson. I read this great book. I highly recommend everyone read. If you want a seriously next level read, it's called the book of mastery. Have you heard of this book? Who is it from? The book of mastery? I, have I no don't idea. think so. I don't, so think, good. I don't think so. I don't know. We should look it up, but um, <laughs> if we should, you know, mastery. Yeah. But the book of mastery, really fantastic. And one of the last questions it asks is it says, if my soul came here to learn something, what would that thing be? And for me, I was like, well, it's trust. And I feel like probably so many, it's like surrender or trust or deep forgiveness or love, you know, these core human things. And, um, and, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just laughing at this whole thing, but um, but it but what it is 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 some level of resistance to fully surrendering or trusting something here. Where if there's like, gosh, I don't know, should I go with it? Should I resist it? It's like, it's like surrender to what you should do and just and just like and, and just feel it and move towards that. I don't know. That's a terrible answer. Yeah, my my question was super vague. That was the longest. Big. Let me come with an example. Answer. Imagine like <laughs> imagine someone's hitting off with a girl and they're about to kiss the girl and then the song lyrics like don't don't do it. Mm -hmm. And then they hear that. Mm -hmm. It's like is it possible? Where is that 
where is that synchronicity coming from? Is it coming from, like, don't do it? Like, they really shouldn't do it? Or is it, like, this is another test <laughs> or, like, it's another initiation? And then, yeah, that's such a, it's such a personal, like, yeah. big question. But I'm just wondering if you could relate to that personally. Yeah. Oh, I've totally had that experience, but it's a confusing one. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, man. Anything on your mind or heart that you want to make sure we address? Because I know time is being a little bent here and there. I would say we are at a point, if we look at the earth as a human body, we're at a point right now where um, we don't have a lot of time to sit around in ties and cufflinks and have long conversations. Bring it into your community. You know, if you're a meditator, a traveler, someone who's sat with a far-off experience or a shaman or a healing experience with your mother or father, we need to bring it into the highways. We need to bring it into the store clerk's interactions. We need to bring it into what we invest our money into. Y you know, this is about what the epigenetic spark, as we started this, is, is to up-level ourselves and to raise our consciousness so that we can be of service to the world and not in some weird, unconnectable, sort of out there spiritual dogma, but in a way that is tangible and real and impacts the hearts of our families. And because I don't really know what to do or what to say f to people. Um, I've had moments where I thought I knew, but now there's so many onslaughts. I would say tackle the one that your heart feels most excited about. So if you're passionate about 5G, if you're passionate about, you know, uh, this new chemical liberty link that nobody even knows about um, versus Monsanto's uh, glyphosate, you know, go into that, you know, bring it into your clients, bring it into your children, into your, what you weave and what you dance and what you sing. We need all of our big, beautiful, connected hearts on board right now. And let that, let that really, like, set you free. Make that really not a task. This is about embodying it. You know, if we really believe anything about the story of the archetype of the Christ, we're going to take religion and set it out of it for the moment. But the archetype of the Christ is being hung on the cross, rocks thrown at them, and um, but forgive them, Father, for they know what, not what they do, loving them anyway. And that's what the body of our earth and our people need now more than ever is loving them no matter what. And however that love shows up in your life, Bring that into your life because that's what we really need right now more than ever. And that is a, so much a way to set you free. That's really what that story was all about is the archetypal. Whether it's happened or not, that's not about this conversation because that just creates wars. Look at you know the history. It's about the archetype of it. And that's what you're being called to do amidst the corona is to get your crown, which is what that word comes from to be the highest level of who you can evolve to be. Because ultimately, at the end of it, we don't know. But if we are playing a video game of life, you know, it's like Donkey Kong, but instead of hitting him with barrels, you hit him with love. And I think that's the best we can hope for. And so bring that magic. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> awesome. Cool, man. Yes, yes, yes. The uh, war. War has been a bit of a theme. And uh, yeah, I'm curious what you think about that and under the preface that I would like to I've thought about it as well and I think about like white blood cells 
killing bacteria, mm-hmm. for one thing. I'm like, is there a, is there a connection between that and wart? And then I also think about like sperm. How there's millions of sperm that one is the one that's going to be create new life. Yeah. And I want those Miracles. sperm to be in a cooperative competition. Yeah. I don't want them killing each other. But I do there. I do like that though. The idea of sport or competition. There is a cooperative side to that. So when you, when I think about war, I think about those things as well. But I would like to know what you think about that. <laughs> in in what specifically? When you like like war is it bad? Is it why war? Do we need war? Is it is it a necessity for the evolution of humanity? Is wow. it? Jeez, uh, my answer is that I don't know, but ah. Uh. When I was in Scotland, I was sitting on a battlefield doing my meditation because I was meditating. I don't want to call it meditating because meditating, like transcendental meditation, all of the all of the things, whatever lights you up, do the thing. But for me, it's about sitting, getting quiet. I do this thing with my eye movement, and then I do a certain breath thing, and then I listen and get my humanness out of the way. And I was sitting on this battlefield, and I was feeling into what I was direct felt experiencing, and I could smell the blood. I could hear the steel. I could um, feel the energy and the panic, and um, anyone can do this. And I was very much, I was my biggest skeptic. I did not want to be the guy sitting in the middle of this battlefield doing this weird thing. Like, what is wrong with you, man? You used to be a, you know, an educated, looked up to, good in the community kind of guy. Till I, until normal started breaking me, right? And so I actually... Um, Sitting out there, I feel internally, and there's this message that says, you know, lay down your shield and your sword. This is like me feeling and talking to myself. This is what's going on in my crazy mind and head and can go inside of yours if you uh, want to allow it to help you evolve because you can literally coach and listen and speak to yourself to help yourself evolve at any moment. So I'm sitting there, and I heard this message, and it said the, the battle that rages on this battlefield is the battle that rages within. What do you choose? And I said, I choose to end the battle. Now, when you're talking about war, I want to widen back from war and say, does it matter? Is it important? Is it good? Is it bad? It's like there's a consciousness of um, we're better, you're not enough, we're God's chosen people, you know, uh, a disconnection of our hearts to humanity and just realizing that we're one global family. So it's a consciousness thing. And the consciousness thing, it was really interesting because um, my father was raised by a Marine Corps drill sergeant, and so was his father, and so was his father, all the way back into the Netherlands, um, back after we were not, before we were in the United States. And in within that is a, what I call an STD, a sexually transmitted disease, or even a spiritually transmitted disease of I'm not enough, or I'm not lovable, or I'm... I'm ashamed. I'm not good enough to serve my magic. I'm not good enough to, to start my own podcast. I'm not, it's all this, these are programs. And I call them a spiritually transmitted disease, an STD, because it comes down to the generational line. Don't even get me started because this podcast will be a lot longer. But um, it comes down to the generational line and then it shows up and manifests. And whether that's true or not, if your father beat you and was a drunk, you're going to show up a little differently with your kid. Does that, you know, what, so we don't have to get all woo-woo and be ancestral cellular memory healing. And it's, I believe that's true and doesn't need to be because, uh, you know, uh, someone who beats their kids are probably going to beat their other kids unless they have the epigenetic spark to say, this ends with me. 
this punching of my child, this bullying of these kids, this self-abuse that we're bringing upon ourselves, really mainly, or the world, or the, you know, that it ends with us. So when you asked about is war good or bad, that was my weird board, uh, war story of just like, if we have the awareness to receive the message of bottle, uh, message in the bottle through the, the waves, the, the seas of time, we open it up and it says help, which means I feel sad or disempowered or lonely. So many women and so many men and so many prisoners and so many slaves and so many, um, you know, tortured people never had the voice that we have now. Anyone can do a podcast now. Anyone can write a book. Anyone can go fly over to Africa and build a well, whatever. We have more available to us now than ever in history. And it's our responsibility, I feel, because so many people have carried milk in their breast and fire in their uh, little mushroom that they carry with the tribe. And they've carried meat and food. I mean, you think about what it took for humanity to get here. And we're sitting on our couches looking at how sad and bad things are. And we've gone disempowered because this tribe was separated from one another. And I just want you to know that your tribe is out there. And they're with you. All around you. And whether or not that's even true. That the only thing that we really know is to serve that space that beats our heart. Because it's time that we show up. We can't, we can't screw around anymore. And have fun doing it. Chop water you know, or chop wood, carry water, but, but wear a smile. Otherwise, what are we doing here? You know? <laughs> yeah. I love how you uh, left us with so many questions, which I, I tend to lean towards more than answers. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yeah. Cause I don't know. It's good and bad. It's all of it. It's like, it's like when Fukushima or, um, uh, you know, like the title, there was, a, or what was that, they had all the um, terrible um, tsunamis. You know, you would say, oh my God, that's so terrible. But regardless of, you know, a partisan or party or, gosh, that's a human over there that's happening to, it's creation. And the earth is always creating. It's never not creating. The universe is not always just constantly creating, just like your body is doing and just like coronavirus is replicating its purposes to create and you could look at that and say wow that tsunami that wiped out this wonderful japanese villages and killed a lot of people well what it did probably do is some really amazing things happened from that and community came together and this man and this woman met and they had this special child that went into the world and did some really cool shit and you'd say wow that's really trippy because it's it's a matter of how we look at it and coronavirus could be the epigenetic uh, spark of us changing or us going into fear state. We need to stand powerfully and in community and strongly carrying what our direct felt experience is saying, bring forth now. Hmm. Hmm. Respect, yeah, I hear that. Thank you. Yeah. If people wanna get in contact with you or follow you or any of that stuff, is there, a, is there an online place to send them? Yeah. Or any place to sit in them. Yeah. <laughs> or an offline place. Yeah, offline. <laughs> um, yeah, so lifeempowered.com is the website. And then there's also um, Life Empowered YouTube. So either of those places would be a good place to start. Mm. 
thank you. Thank you for that. Such a strong symbol. is life empowered. And thank you for walking the talk. And thank you for living up in this beautiful area. It's cleared up again. Oh, <laughs> wow. The trees. It's like about to be like a sunset or something. Oh, the, the weather up here is really wild. It's very special. Yeah, I bet. Because I live in a few miles below you. It's pretty wild. Yeah, and those few miles good. make a big difference. Because it's very different up here it's than it is down there. The microclimate's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for um yeah, believing in change and asking good questions and man, that, yeah, and, and and um embodying the warrior for people to remember that this battle or whatever we're facing can be as peaceful as possible. And not only as peaceful as possible, but as empowering as possible. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah, if we, you know, if we do talk again, um, if we don't break up after this mm-hmm. event, um, <laughs> you know, I'd I'd love to talk about how we can go more about that and how it's very simple to do this. And it's not like here, take my course. It's like so it's very simple to bring into ourselves, into our lives, and all of us need to do it. We need to spread this like wildfire. That needs to be the virus, you know, like. Of, of a form of inner listening and understanding the benefit of the inner listening and understanding what it can um, offer you and what it can offer the world and how freeing it is to show up through that and learning how to break through any of those consciousness states and those blocks using functional neurology and these simple technologies. Vital, you know, and it frees you up so much. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a fun thing, and it's possible for all of us, and that's really what's being called forth. I just want to really let that really hit and land today is, you know, like back when there was the time of the Braves or something, there was someone calling you forth. There was like, you know, one of the good things about the military is it calls people forth, you know, in some way, right? Um, I'm not saying the military is great or good or not. I'm saying it were the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or something that has you show up and do something it could be karate but it calls you forth towards excellence whether it's fitness or spiritual or connection finding brotherhood finding community gathering with people people without the coronavirus at this age he's coughing over here you may have the fig i coughed right at that (laughs) we're all dying um wow look at the sun's out now it's sparkly anyways go forth and do good magic that's the thing yeah, I hear it. I hear it. Yeah, I, I've had some interesting inner callings, so much so that they might be a part of the outro or intro of this podcast as um, actually an invitation to Texas on a ranch and to really focus on survival skills in a way. Survival is not my company. I actually, do you know Daniel Vitalis? I just use that word. It's like part of my dictionary now, survival. He has a company. But it would be like on a, like a self-sovereignty training of sorts and – I feel like I've felt called to that for a while, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm really hearing that right now. So I'm exploring it out loud with some key allies. So, yeah. and I got my Austin shirt on today. Yeah. It's interesting we share that the roots yeah. there. Missed the tacos. <laughs> the salsa. All right, much love, everyone. Keep breaking normal and stoked to hear. I would love to hear what this brought up for anyone, um, whether it's a review on iTunes or a personal message. Both work for me. Uh, it's brought up a lot for me, so I'm, I'm curious. Thank you. Thank you for catalyzing my curiosity even more. Yeah, it was a fun. I enjoyed it. To be continued, this y'all. This boy please. and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. 